Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Radio. Today is May 12, 2021. The time is about uh, 4.30 p.m. Ready and PC does conduct uh, Zoom conferences every day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast radio and other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference call, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hand. Leo, everything looks okay? Yes, Rahul. Okay. Priya? Hi, Rahul. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, my daughter is a Canadian citizen by birth. She is on mm-hmm. H4 visa. She is turning to 21 in next month. So her mm-hmm. AOS got filed with me through my company attorney, downgrading from EB2 to EB3 on October mm-hmm. 2020. And our priority date is on May 30th, uh, 2013. So she, her passion is to attend uh, medical school next year. So what are the options for her? Is it best to choose EAD or F1? When is she becoming 21, you said? Next month. You should file the F1, though. You should file the F1. But I heard uh, from somebody that uh, because we filed AOS, uh, her F1 may get denied. She's a, uh, there, is a, there is a chance F1 gets denied. But what options you have? You either want her to go out of status or F1 denial. Either way, the result will be the same, is right? You have about five to ten percent chance of F1 denial. But you have there is a chance that she may get kicked out of this 485 application if the priority date doesn't become current soon. Is it right? Right. So I want you to file a F1 right now. You need to file a B2 application. You may have a chance of getting a denial. You should take that chance. What, what is the B2 for Rahul? B2 because she has, to, she has to maintain the H4 status until the F1 is approved. Oh, okay. And she gets kicked out of H4 in one month, is right? Even for a Canadian citizen also, she needs uh, to apply Canadian citizen. Canadian citizen has nothing to do with what they're discussing, ma'am. You should have a consultation with a lawyer to discuss mm-hmm. the options. Maybe your daughter needs to be there. And you, her, if, if her dad is there, that will be very good, okay? Because you're under the wrong assumption because you have either F1 denial or completely leaving her out of the status. You're choosing completely leaving out of status, which is not good. She being a Canadian citizen has nothing to do with what we're discussing right now. Everything, even if she was an Indian citizen, Indian-born Indian citizen, wouldn't have made any difference right now what we're discussing. Okay? Okay. Next person, please. 
Thank you. Hey, uh, hey Rahul. Uh, I've got a couple of questions. My priority date is EB3, uh, June 2017. Um, and I've got another offer from another employer. Uh, so I'm in a dilemma whether I should move on um, to the new employer or I should the with the existing employer. Um, Did you say so it's I, EB3 you have or EB2 you have? I have an EB3. EB3, okay. Um, I'm not going to answer your question, what you should do. I will tell you what I would do if I were you. I would not move right now. Okay. Okay. Because okay. if I move right now and I join this company called Apple, they filed a labor certification on I-140. It will take two years. By the time priority date becomes current and it backtracks, and I have to wait for 10 more years to get the priority date to be current. I am not willing to face that. I don't want to live on this H1B forever. I don't want to come to this Zoom conferences for a long period of time. I don't want to. Okay, fine. Uh, so the second question that I had is, can your law firm assist me with uh, you know, preparing the documents or so, or validating the documents uh, that need yeah. to be ready? For filing right. we, can, we, can, we can we can prepare it but to file it you need to get your company's permission okay fine. we can if prepare can, it yeah if you can post the link somewhere that would be great um, um you me. i want you to send an email to me at info at rnlawgroup.com leo or uh, gayatri can you put info at rnlawgroup.com in sure. the chat please yeah. next person please okay. thanks Vinny? i uh Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, actually a question on uh, H4 uh, validity. Uh, so I was with company A when I filed for my H1 renewal along with uh, my wife's uh, H4 renewal and EAD. Uh -huh. However, and then uh, my, my obviously my H1 got uh, renewed and it was it is valid until August 2023. However, later on, I moved to company B uh, and I did a H1 transfer and now it is valid until uh, October 2023. However, I recently got my wife's uh, I-539 uh, renewed and mm -hmm. uh, we applied in April 2020, but it got renewed mm -hmm. uh, very recently. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, her uh, H4 is valid only until uh, August. August of uh, August 2023. Okay. Why mm -hmm. didn't why did it not get uh, renewed until October 2023, which is... Because you only you only applied until August 2023. So they don't internally... But I got my H4 uh, only recently after I moved to company B. Right? You told me uh, they, there are some officers that will look into when your H1B is expiring with a different company. And I've seen them giving approval until October of 2023 because your H1B is expiring. But some of them, they don't give it. And there is nothing you can do about it right now. Okay. The only thing you can do if you want to is file one more extension. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And did, did you apply only H4 or H4 plus EAD? Uh, we applied for H4 and H4 EAD and both of, we received both of them. Got and, it. Uh, both are, until I guess that, yeah, that's yeah. good. You can, you can file later on somewhere in between in 2022, you can file for H4 plus EAD extension though. Okay. You don't have okay. to wait for... 180 days, file it way, way, way before it, okay? Next okay, person, got please. It, got it. 
Seorang Mahita. Um, yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Dwani. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Dwani. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. You are so, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I uh, have applied for H4 and H4 EAD extension. Uh, mm -hmm. My H4 valid H4 EAD validity is until thirty uh, first of July. Um, I'm currently working. My employer doesn't which, know. Huh? So your current H4 and EAD expiring is in thirty first of July. Uh, H4 EAD is applying uh, is expiring thirty first of July. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my question is that I'm currently working. My employer doesn't know about this. Uh, my husband has got a H1 extension for three years, but looking at the USCIS processing times, you may uh, not get the approval by July. Okay. That's right. So can I make a legally ask them to that if I can work voluntarily? Is that an option? Do I need no. to provide? No, you can't Even, work voluntarily. Oh, I cannot? No. Voluntary work is only for the voluntary purposes. If you are working for your current company, for a for-profit for organization, and, and you are doing that, that's not allowed. But if you want to work voluntary, you want to go to temple, you want to work voluntary, you can. You want to go to tree planting, tree planting, you can. You want to go blood center, you can. You want to go to the COVID stations and work there, you can, but not at your current employer. Even if I don't, even if I don't accept anything in return, I'm just working for free. No. It's legally no. No, not allowed because you have a future expectation of money from them. Yes, of course. If you go, of course, yeah, that's not allowed. Let's say, for example, you go to temple, do you expect future they will pay you some money? Absolutely not. You go to COVID stations, you work. Do you expect any future payment? No. What about tree planting? Unless you have an intention that, okay, you are going to be tree planter, you're going to make more money on it. Definitely, that's a voluntary job. So that is not allowed, unfortunately. So is Next there any, person. Is there any what? Is there any way to work this around or to expedite it? No. Nope. Or the anything only, help you can, you can help You can contact the ombudsman. You can contact the congressman. You can raise a service request. All these three things are not working, but there is no other method that I have in my pocket that I can bring it out to you and say, this works. The only exception that if you want to, which is not good, not at all, I would suggest you, is that you can go to India and sit down in India and work. Next person, please. Sorry about that. Because in India, you, you are an Indian citizen. You can work in India. So that's the only exception that okay. I can think about. Thank you. Yeah, hi, Rahul. My name is Suman, and uh, I have a priority date of uh, 2012 Feb uh, in EB2. I recently downgraded to EB3. Recently, uh, you meant to say October, October of 2000? October of 2000. Okay. Okay, go ahead. October 29th. And uh, I am still waiting for my biometrics, 140 and uh, uh, 765. I, I haven't received anything. And my employer wants me to transfer my H1 to my uh, vendor and like what will happen uh, right now do i have to go and file another labor can and everything not, or can you can, did you not file the premium processing for i140 no i thought after i get my biometrics i thought because my wife got uh, my wife application got rejected and then my uh, my attorney refiled with some non-proton rule and 
then her application got accepted and she got the biometric last week but i didn't get the biometric so i'm just waiting why did i did i not tell you 100 times to do the premium process yeah yeah you did i i i'll do the, because I, i i sent an email to my attorney but my employer is forcing me not to do premium processing and i don't know why right now do it do the premium processing put your phone okay. down so go get the premium processing okay. there are a lot of other things that can be done if your i140 is approved you'll be in a good shape if the i140 is not approved i want you to contact me privately yeah sure thank you thank you so much Rahul. make a consult make a consultation and contact me but get your i140 approved right now put the phone down there get the i140 Okay. okay sure, Otherwise, sure. you yeah, may be in you. danger. You may be in danger. Oh, Next person, okay. please. Santosh. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rahul. This is Santosh. So I'm currently on my F1, and it's about to expire on August 13 this year. I got my. When you say expire, H- okay, go ahead. You got. So I got my H1B paid last year's lottery, 2020. And, and it was done in consular process my employer applied for a change of status in feb this year because i couldn't go to india to get it stamped for the change of status and why did why did he file in consular processing uh, i'm not sure i have seen some pattern with some of these law firms uh, were you in devan cpt yes i was ah that makes sense okay yeah. So now they applied for change of status in February. Okay. Yeah. So I still haven't got any response from USCIS, but I've been getting other offers outside. Is no. it uh, suggestible no. to move? Right. It's not so. So why don't you do premium processing? I can. I can. I. I did request for that, but he was pushing against it. My employer. So no, I wasn't sure some, what I can. No, do. don't. Don't take the offer right now. The reason is that technically you are not counted towards H one B number. So if you go to the new employer, then you will have to file a lottery system again. You are in the same soup what you what you came from. So I would suggest you that I would don't move to a different company right now. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Anand. Yes. Uh, hi, Rahul. My name is Anand, and I have quick two questions. One is, my spouse applied H4 and H4 EAD in October 2020, and February she traveled to India, and luckily her EAD got approved yesterday. So mm-hmm. she she struggled in India due to this travel ban. Given the situation, can she start working under US pay, uh, payroll while she's in India? Yeah, I don't know much about payroll, but she can start working. Okay, but uh, as you can start, yeah, they can put on payroll. They can. That's okay. that's fine if they put in the payroll. It's as far as immigration, they are not violating it. Okay, so as far as immigration, there is no violation. Okay, yeah, that's all I want. No? The second question would be like, uh, uh, being on, I am on HMB. Being on HMB, can I start my own YouTube channel? Are you expecting some profits from there, or is it just a passion that you have? Just a passion. Maybe in future, like after some kind of, I expect some kind of monitoring. But don't, can you now? The question is mainly that in future, are you expecting profit? So if you if you if you just don't answer that question, keep the mouth shut. You can open your channel. 
<laughs> but if you keep on okay. insisting that oh um, i want to have the you see your intentions can change later on is right but your yes, intentions are right now to make profit then that doesn't look good okay, you see so my point understand so can h4 ead person start a youtube channel h4 ead person can flip a burger in mcdonald she can go she can be a microsoft ceo she can do whatever she wants to so uh, at least can i volunteer to a youtube channel on, on being an h1 well are you volunteer are you helping your wife that's a different issue oh, no not my wife i i already volunteered to some other, some other youtube channels that's why yeah well, i mean i don't know exactly what volunteer is do you are you expecting any profit from them at a later date nothing no. no no that's fine you can volunteer i don't see anything wrong with it okay then yeah that's all thank you for asking uh, i'm the next person please rishi jain oh hi rahul thanks for answering uh, the questions so uh, my question was uh, i am on f1 opt right now uh, and i am under my stem extension and it has just started this year january my h1b got picked and my lawyer team are asking me two options either get my h1b activated or uh, like the change of status uh, done this year october or until my ed expires so can you tell the difference between two and what is uh, like no. which go for the change of status starting in october 1st don't okay, even sorry. take the other option i don't know who okay. created the other option don't take it I, if okay. you're concerned about fire 6000 and you want to destroy your future go with the second no, no, option no, one no, thing no. change of status okay. october 1st period all right sounds good sounds good and also like uh, after i uh, apply for, so for example if when i'm choosing the first option would i need to travel outside the us before 1st october this year to get the h1b approval with a change of status yeah no okay. on october 1st you will be on h1b okay and then yeah. whenever i go next time i'll get the stamp on right there is no compulsion to move out or move in or if you like do that. the change of status you are right whenever you go out next time then only mm-hmm. you need to get the stamp starting from october you will be in h1b that is in your best interest because i know you i came from this i came from india i know it is not a good idea to do anything else other than change of status remember the other guy they didn't apply for a change of status he is banging his head god 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 makes there. sense you're right makes but there are sense. some reason why they did it in your case you are in stem extension you are in good shape you should mm-hmm. do only change of status all right sounds good and also premium processing or normal processing would that make a difference at this, this i would do premium processing if i were you i would put oh. the money from my pocket if i were you all right sounds good and just one last question so after i get my h1b what is the best thing that i should start researching in terms of having a good status out here in the us green card file the form mm-hmm. labor immediately okay. asap you can do it right now even before the h1 approval you can start the process the company so lawyer seems to be very nice but he is giving you two more options i won't have okay so i need to do it on my end or the company will approve and they will do it from the company has to do it okay that's and four questions you... guys next next person please yeah hi um hi rahul so my eb2 priority date is jan 8 2014 eb2 and never downgraded it don't ask me why, why the lawyer not? wasn't the lawyer wasn't very encouraging and like a couple of friends we talked to said oh you know there might be issues with it and we are not around a lot of h1b holding people like so we were like okay but now like i've been listening to you for, on your various platforms for a month and now i'm convinced that i, I need to downgrade my i140 
um, because as Charles Oppenheim said, like the they they are expecting the final action date to catch up with the filing date, and then we'll be like current by the end of the year. So, anyway, so uh, if we do file uh, I one forty right now, um, and the final action date for us EB in EB three becomes current. Uh, what happens if my I-140 is not approved? Like, assuming I did can, try for premium processing and all oh that. Oh, yeah. And like, then, what? yeah. If you file I-140 right now, if the final mm -hmm. action date becomes current, you file the 485. And like, so, like, but I won't get my green card, right? The, the 140 gets approved. Unless I-140 is approved, you won't get the green card. Okay. So what if like, the EB2 final action date becomes current. Can, can I interfile previously you can. approved? You I'm, can, you can, you can. So do, it will, do you, I use the same I-485 or do I use- You can use the same I-485. You can use the same I-485. And can I also file a new I-485? Is that- um, You can, you can file it. If you maintain the H1B, you can file yeah. a new I-485. Which is, what, what would you recommend? A new I-485 or Interfile? I would, I would not. What would you do? Any of, <laughs> I would not do, I would, on, I would only file I-140. I will only file the I-485. I will not do the Interfiling. I will not do the one more 485 filing. Here is the reason why. Did you ever travel in LA, Los Angeles traffic? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, the lane I go is always slow. Now I move to the different lane, boom, my lane stops. So the EB2, EB3 is expected to go same way. And the problem is it's not changing the lane when you move from EB3 to EB2. We call here in USA called caboose. You know what caboose is? The naughty guy, naughty kid does something naughty. They call caboose. That means he goes to the end of the line. So practically when you keep on moving from one to another, they, it takes a lot of time for them to change from EB2 to EB3. And then when they see 2485 application, they get so confused. Let me tell you some of the cases I handled. Two people, one like you, one like another person. And the, the one person did the, inter, they filed 2485s. They tried to do, do, then they said, oh, let's do interfiling with the other one. And they did all those things. One other person did nothing. They just filed a 485 application. This person got the green card. This person got even citizenship. This other person is still banging. We recently got the green card about two years ago. So, but anyway, at this point of time, Nupur, my advice to you is that those are all the judgment calls you can make it later on. One thing is for sure, if I were you right now, I will do the downgrade application right now, even if the prior date is not current. And whenever the prior to either final action dates or when you are able to file the 485, File the 485, whichever comes first, whether it's EB2 or EB3. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much. The rest, the rest of the things you can take the judgment call after it. Now you don't need it right now, is right? For you, yeah. file the I-140 and 485. The rest of the things I don't recommend you to doing it, yeah. but it's up to you if you do it. Okay. Last question, quick. If I file my I-140 EB3 right now and EB2 becomes current. First, Good I question. think it's 485 can, under EB2. Absolutely, you can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. No problem, you can do it. Okay, sounds Next good. Thank please. you so much, Rahul. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, so, 
Um, I, uh, so my prior days in May, 2017, um, and uh, I'm preparing all, with, with all these uh, documents that I need to, to submit to my uh, company and attorney. Um, thanks to you that, you know, I've been catching up with all this, uh, your videos on YouTube and uh, Zoom calls. Um, so my situation is this, right? So um, I, I'm, I'm with company A, right? Uh, I've been with, uh, traveling with company A for the last uh, eight years. Um, and, uh, so in 2018, um, I have to switch the project and I have to move uh, to a different city. Um, they delayed, uh, in, uh, putting the H1 amendment. Um, and when, you know, by the time they got, they got done and, um, they, you know, USCIS has, um, you know, uh, approved it, but, you know, they didn't have the, I, I, I uh, sorry, 90, uh, yeah, the, um, uh, I-94. I, I yeah, I-94 attached to the petition. And then you went outside so, the country, you got the stamping, so, and you came back. Uh, no, so that that's that's where the trick is here, right? So uh, at that time, I, I had I was not in a position to travel. So uh, my original petition has still that I-94 valid for the next two years. So what it is, I did a transfer to a new company, right? Um, uh, for one year, I stayed there for one year, but I, 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 uh, I had to um, jump back to my company now in 2019, the company A, um, uh, since they have the GC filing um, and all that. So uh, when my prior date hits, uh, maybe next year or sometime, um, would that be a problem? Uh, you know. Okay, uh, so what, what you're telling is that you moved back to the company where the amendment got denied, is that right? The amendment right. I-94 got denied. Right. Okay. But you transferred to company B, then you transferred back to company A. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. And, and during so you the have process never, of transfer... You, you, you never have traveled outside the country, is that right? I did not. Um, there is something where it can cure the things. It's called, it's better that you go to Mexico and come back. Okay. Oh, actually... That I will mean, cure... I, I, yeah, on that part, I mean, I, I traveled to Canada as a PR landing process. That's not like a... Oh, you're good. Uh, then, you're, then you're good. Then oh, you're really? good. Yeah, you're good. It cures oh, all wow. the problems. Okay, so. okay. So you're good. I was just, I just want you to get out of the country and come back in with a fresh I-94, which you got in. So you're good. No problem, sir. You're good. Next person, okay. please. Uh, thank you. Just, just one last question. Just, just one last question. Go ahead. So, um, that, uh, so I'm planning to downgrade to EB3 uh, since my, I mean, I don't know if, if my priority is going to be current in October, but uh, listening to all you, so uh, I'm planning to do a downgrade uh, in the coming months. So, uh, would, would I need to, again, submit all this client letter because I'm a consultant. So, uh, would I need to uh, uh, oh, wait, file wait. all this? For, the, for, for I-140, we don't submit the client rental letter. We don't. Okay, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason in the past, they asked me to you submit don't. all those documents. Okay. No, for I one for H1Bs, they do. For I-140s, we don't. We never do. Okay. Okay, awesome. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Next person, please. Rajvi. Hey. Uh, hey, excuse me. Uh, hey, Rahul. Um, um, so, my current situation is uh, like um, my husband's I-140 got approved um, like one and a half months ago. And he's in the middle of changing his employer. Like he wants to change what's his a, job. What's a, priority, what's a priority date? Um, it's like uh, it was August 2020. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. 
right. So, and he's in like his H1 transfer is, um, sorry, H1 extension is applied with employer P. Um, and uh, we expected like within next three, four days because it's done in premium processing. Um, now my question is like, oh, I want to apply for my H4 EAD um, based on like the previous employers I-140. Right, so um, now suppose um, like the previous employer decides to withdraw his I-140, uh, what would happen to my H4 EAD? Uh, so. Um. Since the I-140 has been withdrawn within six months, it's not valid. You may not be, you're not entitled for the H-4 EAD. Okay, so even if H-1 is approved for next three years? That's right. H-1 is approved, but H-4 will have to, H-4 will be approved too, but EAD may not be approved. Okay, so for that you need... And, uh, right, right. And, and let me tell you one thing, uh, ma'am. Right now, when I look into the job market, okay, it is so hot. Everybody right. wants to move it. And the offers they are receiving are like 50,000 to 200, $300,000 more. Right. One right. thing is that your I-140 has not been approved for more than six months. If I were you, remember my duty is, I don't care whether you make $100,000 extra or not. Right. I just don't want you to be coming to this one ever all the time in your life. It's better that you have the I-140 approved for more than six months. That will be my recommendation. But uh, to just answer your question, yeah, there is a chance your EAD will be denied. Next person, please. I'll take the next three callers, guys. Jason. Hi, Rahul. Uh, just had a two-part question. So I'm currently on an O-1A visa, which is about to expire and my employer is renewing my visa. Uh, three years ago, I was pushing Amazon, for, like my employer for, in, uh, EB1B, this, they thought it's not a weak case, but finally they have agreed to file an EB1B for me. Uh, you are an O1. One. Why can't file it? Why they were saying like case, my okay. citation counts and all. They were like 19. Okay. So it's not that good. So anyway, so the issue is that they were, they were so their advice is that they are advising against doing premium processing because it there's a higher chance of RFE even though there is a, even for a stronger case. I, dis I disagree with it. I want to get your I-140 approval. If I get the denial, EB2, I'll. I have an EB2 I140 approved already with 2019 priority date. But yeah, go so ahead. Did you say 2019? Did you say 2019? Yeah, EB2. EB2. I so. still want to get your I140 approval in premium processing, EB1B. Okay. So it's not a concern okay. that it's more scrutiny or. I do not. Or, I disagree with them. I disagree with them. Okay. Okay. So the, okay. So the second part was like, I have another employer who I found is willing to offer me a job. I'm asking them if they will do EB1 for me. Uh, so I was thinking if, 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 if I find another job, should I quit Amazon, wait for, or, or should I premium process my uh, Amazon EB1? No, no, one thing, then, one thing is your priority date is 2019 right now. Who knows, that may become a current. And that particular company that you're naming, which we were surprised that we thought they would not do the downgrade process, but they did downgrade for a lot of people. So. I would not move out of this company right now. I would pressurize them to do the EB1 category in premium processing. Next person, please. Abhishek. Hi, uh, this is Abhishek. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, so uh, one thing, so my current situation is that I am on H4 EAD and my EAD is valid till October 2022. 
but uh, i am going through a separation process uh, with my partner and uh, i have applied for my h1b as well but my h1b uh, even if it gets approved it will be applicable till october so i was looking for from a october, way that from I, october from october yes, correct so i was looking for a way that i can stay back in the country so i also have b1 b2 visa which is uh, valid till 2026 so if i have to uh, stay back in the country do i have to can i do i have to go out of the country and come back on b1 b2 or i can change it to b1 b2 uh, staying in the country itself mm-hmm. um you said when is your h4 expiring you said so my h4 ead is expiring in 2022 but i am going through a separation process which might uh, be completed in next one or two months can you delay it no i cannot i am trying but i don't think we can do uh, it so nobody nobody might even ask you on that when you get the h1b approval right now to get out of the country your identity for is still valid so i may not want you to do anything you may want to have a private consultation with the lawyer b2 is not possible for you though for you go and come back into united states b2 for you to go outside and come back it's definitely not workable deal for you yeah filing a b2 ex- change of status is a workable deal here but i already have, have it right uh, already have b1 b2 in the no. past no but you can't activate it to activate uh, it you'll have to go outside the country and come back in if you try to go outside the country and come back in uh, first is um, that you may not be allowed to come back especially your especially your you have a h1b pending they would say that your intention has changed yeah so either filing the change of status from b2 is one of the option the other option is that you just uh, you just don't do anything i mean they may that may be better option than doing anything though okay but uh, according to what i know is if, uh, on the day uh, this uh, separation is finalized i am no more on a valid you can right? yeah you can file a, you can file a b2 application here change of status oh, okay. b2 application and how much time do you know how much time does it take for that uh, change or change to happen from uh, h4 to b2 b1 if you know uh h4 to b2 by to might take anywhere between 6 months to 12 months ah okay and i also have a canadian pr if that uh, helps in any way no that doesn't help in any way next person please yeah, thank you hey rahul um thank you for taking the question so my question is uh, i am on h1b and recently earlier this month i have applied for the extension and applied for h4 and h4 ead i got my h1 approved uh, uh, today so um, i was wondering if uh, the new rule would be applied to my wife's uh, h4 application where biometrics might not be required and yeah yeah what, it's it's new rule is new rule will be applicable to your wife okay and how would that impact the processing times uh, in any it like may that? reduce but don't expect a miracles to happen don't expect that on may 20th every h4 will be approved don't expect that but it may it will impact definitely but how much impact we don't know yet so her um, h4 and ead expires october uh, 10th 2021 so what is the chance like would you think i i i i'm as good as you are okay okay next person please santosh i'll take one or two more callers two more callers guys Santosh, go ahead. 
Oh, hi, thanks Rahul. Uh, thanks for all your valuable suggestions. So I have one quick question. So I actually typed into, so basically I, uh, my uh, EB2 priority date is mid 2017. And I right now have got an offer from a different employer wherein they only will start my perm processing after two years as per their uh, internal policies. So do you think it's the right time for me to change the job or... Maybe... Do you have an EB2 or EB3 approval right now? EB2. Did, did your company do the downgrade processing for other people in October of 2020? Yes. Even did. if somebody pays me $500,000, I'm not going to do it right now. You mean not to change? Okay. Not to change. Oh, okay. Next person, please. Sweetie. Hello. Uh, hi, Rahul. Yes, Thanks for, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so I already had my H4 EAD last year. So for my husband and myself, we applied for the renewal in April 2020. But still, I have not got my H4. Uh, we just applied for H4, but not EAD. So is it possible any chance? I, still, I have not still received my biometrics. Is it possible by any chance I can apply my EAD uh, now? Yeah, because, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, you don't have to wait for H for approval to apply for EAD. Oh, okay. So, like, um, can I contact the company, or uh, is there any other way, like, how I can proceed? Yeah, you can time? contact the company, or if you want to, you, uh, there will be an email there, info at rnlawgroup.com. That's there in the chat. You can check that out, and then you can email it. We can help you. You can go for outside lawyer also. That's up to you, though. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, one more question is that. Um, uh, like is uh, the downgrading to like, you know, EB3, is it uh, suggested now or? What is your priority date? What is your husband's priority date? Uh, I'm really not sure. <laughs> you better be sure. You should know. If it is, if it is 2017 or 2018, if uh -huh. I were you, I would request uh -huh. for downgrade right now. I may lose some money, but you know, as I said, I'm not caring for money. I don't. I think I it was 2019. Uh, uh, what would you suggest? Yeah, 2019, if I were you, I would not downgrade. That's me. Okay. Okay. Next caller, it, it, please. Okay. So the you. last caller. Okay. Hello, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I, I have a quick question. Uh, my friend, she has traveled yesterday to India because uh, her father is not uh, well. So, thing is that, like, she may not be able to work from India because she is a civil engineer and then uh, how long she can stay in India and then she has an approved uh, H1. It says that she doesn't have a stamping yet. How long she can stay in India without working? She can stay as long as possible, but before the H4, H1B expires, she can go for the H1B stamping and come back into the United States. However, whenever she goes stamping, she will be having a lot of burden of proof that she still have the job. How come you're not working for eight months? You still have a job there. There'll be a big question that will pop up. Okay. So does she have to take any document or something or like any manager letter or like yes. existing? Yeah, yeah. She has to she has to take all those things. But the job okay. offer is still open for her and, and and the company is willing to take her in. There should be a frustrated letter from the company. And she should even have that letter when she's entering into the United States. Okay. Uh, assume that like after three months, uh, there's no like travel 
uh, but like still the travel ban exists after three months. Can she go to Canada and then stay there for 14 days and then try to get a Canada visa slot? I mean, in the U.S. embassy in Canada, visa slot and then try to come here? Yeah, she can, but, you know, you're, you're, you're more in a, you know, what I would say is that you're in a dreamland rather than practical land. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Theoretically, you can. Theoretically, you can. Thank you guys for coming in. Quick question. One, one quick question is that like, uh, I'm on H1B uh, and then like uh, my employer, uh, this is my second year of H1B, my employer is uh, planning to file for uh, uh, green card process. Is it like if I stay in the same company and then if I change the departments, will they have to uh, apply a new green card or like? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of lawyers will agree with us. But there are some people, some employers and lawyers who disagree with us. It depends on the employer and the lawyer of the company. Though. I don't think so, according to me. I don't recommend my companies to do it. Because, okay. you're, you're, uh, it, because I'm staying in the same company. Right, right. Of course, if you move to a different company, you have to file a permanent I-140. If you're staying mm -hmm. with the same company, you don't need it. That's my opinion. But there are some, it's like this. Beef is legal in the United States, right? But if you want to bring it to my home, I can put a restriction. Don't bring the beef. You can't cite the law to me. Okay? This is a law. Beef is legal in the United States. No, 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 not in my home. Okay? So in the same fashion, this is a law. But it depends on each person, how they interpret it, how they, how, how they want it. It's their company, not my company, not your company. So they can okay. interpret it their way. Thank you guys for coming in. The next Thank conference you. call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.